Blog Talk Radio. This is Susan Swanbeck, CEO of the ATU Network. This work is protected by Creative Commons licenses. <laughs> For the next two fun-filled hours, get ready to learn something new, be inspired, enlightened, spooked, helped, laugh, cry, and be awakened. And now, your host of Awakening the Unknown. You never know what these two will be up to next. So please welcome Susan Swanbeck. And Michelle Sullivan. Hi, everybody. Wow. Hey there. Hi there. Hello there, everybody. How are you doing tonight? Welcome to Mystery Guest Wednesday. And presenting to you today, not a mystery anymore, is Mr. Carl Johnson and Elise Giamarco Carlin of Panorama Paranormal, business partners extraordinaire. Tons of fun adventures we're going to hear about today. I hear we got some new surprises in store for you guys today from them. So it's going to be a heck of a Oh, they start. The boys. Sorry. The boys are driving me nuts here today. I just wanted to remind you guys before we do start the show that we are screening all calls. You will hear a certain piece of music uh, before we do take any callers on the line. We've had a local Sunday perf. So, yeah, we have our own personal Merv, the perv, that calls in and says disgusting things yeah, in the air. So, from now on, all calls do get screened ahead of time before you're even allowed to come on to the live. Right. Sorry. No disrespect so to our our or... listeners uh, will be hearing a certain piece of music. So It's one of those you can bump to, though. <laughs> yeah. We gave so you guys a piece you, you can get, Yeah, <laughs> when you get a certain piece of music, we're screening calls, and then That's we'll right. come back to you, okay? That's right. We don't want any disrespect to our guests Absolutely or our, our listeners, so it's very important that we make sure we, we keep Merv the Perv away from you guys. Yeah. So we find out exactly who it is. Mm. Which we will. Mm. So... So, guys, what's new? Welcome. Hey, Annabelle, how you doing? <clears throat> Tell us, guys, how's everything? Everything's pretty good. You may hear Carl talking a little bit. He does not have a phone. Unfortunately, this morning, his apartment actually is on fire. <gasps> oh, my God. He get out before it spread, but he's talking because he was, yeah, he was like, ask Wednesday, had so fast. Wow. What the heck? Wow. Oh, my God, Carl, you're a firefighter on your off hours. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I had to carry her down the stairs. Well, two-thirds of the stairs would be carrying her because she didn't have any presence of mind to get out of the house. What she was doing was jumping up and down and blocking my way saying, Oh, Carl, put it out, put it out. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting water, run back up, and I did down to the fire to support but I had to breathe in that dark, that dark gray smoke. Very yeah. Feel the oh. heaviness of that smoke. Oh. And I'm coughing, and she's jumping in front of me. Oh, I'm laughing, laughing, laughing. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> was there a lot of damage? If I had left, uh, the bathroom upstairs bathroom was totally destroyed. But you know, the, it can be rebuilt. Right. All the cracks and all that. Um, wow. Had I left like 20 minutes before, she would, and this is no exaggeration, not even supposition, 
the house would be destroyed, my belongings would be gone, and she wouldn't be living. The Oh my goodness. The owner of the house, so while he was, I was waiting for him to come over and the fire truck to arrive, she went back inside the house, sat down on the sofa, and lit a cigarette on herself. Oh my God. <laughs> what the hell? I'm sorry, that's too funny. Oh my God. Well, it's just a matter of time. So I'm clearly at the least thing, but I'm clearly my book. It really is, I can feel it. Oh, of course you inhaled all that horrible smoke and, oh, my God, that oh, well, well, while you jumped in there, you carried the lady down the stairs. Like, wow, you should be an honorary fireman. That's pretty cool. Well, you know, it's just a, what was the alternative to let that house burn, lose my belongings, uh, you know. That's true. Yeah. And so it, it wasn't something that my sister was telling me. You should have. You should have. You just reacted. Yes. <laughs> so you, you did you receive the materials I sent you by email? 
Yeah, I did receive them. I went through the old email, and then I sent it to the new email. But unfortunately, yeah, I know, it's a pain in the butt. But unfortunately, Blog Talk only allows me to post so much before the numbers go from 100 down to 30. They don't like a lot of information. They like short, sweet, straight up and to the point. Yeah, so for some reason, Blog Talk is becoming a little bit limited that way. Though. It's really weird. But guys, yeah, yeah. definitely. So I, I hear there's an EVP. I hear there's other new things. What have you guys been working on lately? What's right. been going on I in your have, Hold on. See if I can pull up this email <laughs> while you do that. Because Panorama Paranormal has been busy, I'm assuming. I know Dual Demonology has been busy. I've yeah, seen you. Yes. So tell us. Thing going though with, with you guys have had a lot of events happening, right? Yes, upcoming this year. There's quite a few things going. Television spots, so a few of the work too. Really good. That's awesome. Travel channel? The travel channel also designed. We have a few things. I was going to say, Charm the pants off these goats. You guys can charm the pants off a of Bigfoot. 
<laughs> I thought you wanted to do that. Well, eventually. <laughs> yeah, Michelle would volunteer to be bait. She would. I tell you. But I mean, yeah, I got a lot of questions to talk to you and ask you guys about because of all the new. Speaking of all the Bigfoot stuff, there's been a lot of like current Bigfoot phenomenon that's been happening all over the country. Oh, yeah, big time. Have you guys had any of that? Have you guys had any more, like, uh, experiences as far as Bigfoot, any type of calls on that situation? I have not, except that we're hearing more about it, but not specifically, you know, calls for talk. I yeah. really huh. get more around Rhode Island, but that's a warm winter. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, walk around more and more. Yeah. Well, there was uh, a Bigfoot populace in Rhode Island, centered in Cumberland, and Woods Socket region. And uh, I used to explore that, but uh, haven't done so in a while. I don't know if the critters still come around here. It seems to come in, actually, for some reason, it seems to come in in the warmer weather. And uh, it would come in around April, March and April, and then be around this region until November, and then hike back up to Whitehall, New York, and the weather came from. I, oh. I actually traced the path that could have taken a route through from Whitehall to New York down to New Hampshire. I could have easily made its way into northern Rhode Island. Canada region and comes down to there's a mountainous ridge there 
in front of the Appalachian there, but it divides off a little as it comes, comes down through there, continues down, and then there's this area in New York State called the Whitehall, yeah. in the vicinity of Albany, and it comes through there. Because I track the woodland, you know, the easiest access to uh, woodland where there's uh, water surrounding, you know, or at least uh, hugging it. Uh -huh. uh, comes down from there, then he reaches Canada. There's a egress to Canada he could take down to the Pine Forest region. Right. And then eventually winds up in the state of Rhode Island and huh. comes from Cumberland and Woodstock. Wow. And actually, I had a trace out, and uh, it seemed to make sense the more I looked at it. Like, a uh, creature of that size, especially an intelligent bipedal creature, could make its way down there. Absolutely. Mm, they're yeah. almost supernatural, these things. I think they're physical creatures, but they're known as the preternatural. They do think they should be able to. Yes. It's just on, you know, small amphibians and uh, all wildlife. Do you think they're vegetarians partly too in their diet? Yeah, I think they're omnivores. They have to just you know, on whatever they find, and they probably go for long fasting periods. And then uh, at that time, I mean, it might be because of the food sources down here. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Well, one night, the team and I, Dina was not with us, but uh, a couple of members were, and uh, we are up there until 10 30 at night. We did the tree knocking. And oh, this yeah. is in a watershed area in Cumberland, and uh, we found a cage system there. Okay. So they, could, they could have used that for concealment. And all this evidence on a stream of uh, rows twisted, broken trees that tied in the knot. Really? I can't bend them. I, I can't break it. Who would take the time to bend with these trees and spend hours and hours doing that? It made no sense. Somebody's greatest strength in mind. Wow. Kidnapped by Bigfoot. Oh man, that would be asshole. Yeah. 
Only Michelle. Since the team just didn't, you know, have the continued gravity to hold it together, we just fucked up I think it's time for you and Elise to take maybe a camping trip and get Panorama Paranormal looking for Bigfoot again. Why don't you come on? I'd be happy to. We go, right, Sue? So? What? We go hunt Bigfoot, right? Don't bother me, man. We're going. That's it. That sounds like a plan, honestly. Like with ufology and you know, cryptozoology research, you have to realize you're probably not going to find what you're after. It'd be an interesting experience to confirm. Maybe get a little evidence. You're not likely to see the UFO. not likely to find the big mm-hmm. Yeah, I know somebody who's seen one three times. I, oh, wow. I, I don't know where it is now. And that's I was fortunate to hear what I'm pretty sure was the assessment of the past. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how else it was. Wow. Wow, that's amazing, though. Yeah. I mean, there's been reports about Bigfoot all over the country lately. Mm-hmm. Um, Michigan, I believe, that he got caught supposedly on a traffic cam. Um, cross, crossing the street because there's webcams everywhere and on everything. Oh, yeah. You remember that? Yeah. You so, supposedly, there, I mean, there's been, like, a lot of new just Bigfoot stories popping up, like, all over the country. Yeah, um, yes. Yes, and people are just catching, like, this this amazing footage and um, kind of really, really convincing stuff. Really, really convincing stuff. I mean, this was literally, like, our motor vehicle's traffic cam. They caught him literally in Michigan crossing the street. Right? Yeah. You know, so. You know, it's too good to be true. I have to doubt it. But then again, what are we looking for? Sometimes it really is good. What is out there? Yeah, I mean, it looks pretty convincing. It did look. In Bluff Creek in 1967. Oh. Uh, it's called this uh, Patterson. It's obviously female, basically. It has Uh breasts. It's almost convinced. It's, that's another one that's too good to be true. But maybe. You think? It, you look at it, every time I look at it, I want to believe it more, and I think I do believe it more. I'm believing in Bigfoot a lot more these days. There's just been so much coming out. like, And supposedly there's the, the portal that's opening in the cosmos, in the universe, mm-hmm. which is supposedly yeah. opening up the whole world of 12 dimensions and all. There's been an abundance of alien stuff coming out, UFOs everywhere. The International Space Station a couple of days ago caught another supposed UFO approaching the ISS again. Um, so there's just been, since the portal started opening, it's just been like an overwhelming pot of just ufology and cryptozoology reports like everywhere. So it, could it be the 12 dimensions opening? Could it be that the universe is it become, making it more possible? The government did tell us that UFOs are real and aliens are real. So, mm-hmm. you know. They're not telling everything either. So. Right, then, of course, they're not telling everything. That's absolutely a fact, you know. But could it. Yeah. And could Bigfoot be a time traveler? Like, that's something that they suggest sometimes, too. That's been my theory. Yeah, that Bigfoot is a time traveler. So yeah. And travels through the dimensions. Could it be? I would love to find out, but who? I think it's a matter of time before we actually do find out, believe it or not. Well, something that applies to um, quantum physics, mm-hmm. doing action that you like. Uh, one thing, nothing can exceed the, uh, attain or exceed the, attain or exceed the speed of light, mm-hmm. light itself, mm-hmm. until it does. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Pretty amazing stuff, though. Like, I, I could send you guys some, some, I've gotten some really crazy footage lately from just people everywhere about 
the Bigfoot phenomenons and the UFOs and everything. So I, I'll have to send you some of these videos so you guys can check them out. We, we actually had a show we did last week um, just kind of updating everybody on the current reports of Bigfoot, of right. UFOs and alien stuff and how the government's processing that, how the International Space Station, the, the portal opening in the universe. And so there was a lot of interesting things that have just kind of been popping up. But the, the weird part, the part that kind of gets me the most is um, things were pretty kind of quiet prior to the portal opening. And then the portal opened, and then it's like an overabundance of stuff. That's supported by the, the convergence phenomena. Yeah. Things seem to come in flat. You know, why was this flying? Why weren't there so many reports? Well, for the next decade, people are coming all the UFOs. Tower Hill Road in Cumberland, Rhode Island. That's where the Bigfoot was sighted. And by three eyewitnesses. Wow. Spoken. Very convincing. One of them just she doesn't even want to be named. Ah, it must have been very fearful for them, absolutely, to be confronted with is only seven feet wide. It's open to double traffic, but uh, it's not the mark. Mm-hmm. It's a, such a narrow road, and it's windy and hilly. UFOs, spirits, apparitions, and Bigfoot presence. All three. Yeah, yeah. I, I, be- I honestly believe that it's literally where it's take TikTok, so the clock is ticking that it's literally going to become soon that we're going to literally be verified and whether Bigfoot is actually real or not, because I, it's just been too much. Too much has just opened up, and too much has just started happening. Um, and the government's not telling us everything. Obviously, we know that they don't. The government does not tell us everything. But it doesn't. President Trump, President Trump, if you're listening, hello. Come on, you got out the alien stuff. Tell us the truth about the other stuff. Tell us all of the truth about the other stuff, you know? Um, there is a scattering of evidence, but when it's found, it's suppressed or more often it's lost. Mm-hmm. Um, technology is helping in hurting because there is more technology around it. It's got a camera, it's got a phone. But yeah. it's that much easier to make your own video on your phone. I'm done. That's yeah. the thing. That's it's the thing. It's, it's pretty exactly. amazing That's stuff, true. though. It really, it's, it's true, though. It's just the, the reports that we've been getting is just, like, amazing stuff. Last week, I got a report. This is a, kind of a funny one, but... Uh, a former um, scientist from the Area 51 was in Las Vegas. Oh, I remember yeah. that one. This is the okay. report I got. He was in Las Vegas, enjoying his retirement, okay, got pissed drunk, drunk as hell, and spilled his gut to everybody about the whole alien phenomenon, what he saw, what he went through, where was that. I mean, the details <laughs> everywhere. Is this guy you want to drink with? Yeah, right? Everything spilled. Everything spilled the beans on yep. everything he had gone through in his experience. Like he had just a crazy drunken weekend in but in Las Vegas. He was like inebriated, Oh, but there was a lot of convincing report, like from things that he was saying, things that were actually able to be confirmed afterwards after yeah. that. And they put that out there. That I mean, he kind of like like broke his cover because he spilled his beans about everything, who he was what his job was there, what he did, what he saw, so everything. Spilled the beans on everything. Did he vanish from No. So supposedly, I'm sure not in Vegas anymore, but... <laughs> but <laughs> that and the, then scientists have just come out saying that um, time travel is, a, is an actual thing. They're talking yeah. about holographic stuff is an actual thing, how they can do physical transference from one place to another, how this yeah, actual... Is starting to be supported by yeah. Yes. Like, uh, 
they're saying it, it's been out there. It just got put out there literally within the last couple of weeks. Just it, insane stuff. But as Shakespeare, as William Shakespeare phrased it in Hamlet, there are more things in heaven and earth that are better than your philosophy in creation. It's mm, true. William Shakespeare was right on that one. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's about it. There are more things in this, in this heaven and earth creation that are better than your philosophy. Yeah. I believe it. I think that we're. I think this is just, I'm going to have to send you guys a lot of the stuff that I find. I'll have to send it to you. Uh, it's just insane reports lately, insane reports. Um, literally two days ago, again, like I said, the ISS, the International Space Station feed, that goes around the Earth 16 times a day. Yes. Yes, and there was one video, very convincing, because um, there's a Russian astronaut on the ISS right now, and you see him literally reporting that, to his, um, to you know, mission control in Russia, reporting back in Russian, and you hear, and somebody is actually literally um, is the um, translator for him, and he's reporting in that he's seen the spacecraft, the direction, what it is. It, it's not, it's not a, a false thing to them anymore. This is something that they literally are expecting, and they're seeing it all on a regular basis. This is This is the copy the ISS is the reporting. Yes. Yes. As as we, as it's happening, and then not only that, because the ISS feed is visible to everyone, um, people are watching it diligently and capturing insane footage of extraterrestrials, UFOs, the ships, uh, the motherships, things coming close to us, um, and it's being caught. It's all they're putting it out there now. It's going crazy on YouTube, crazy on these on these sites, and it's visible to everyone. Right. So if we happen to be watching the ISS feed at the time, we'd be visibly seeing spacecraft like that. And the astronauts are reporting it in like it's just one of the regular, run-of-the-mill things that they see on a regular day, not even surprise, no even excitement anymore in their voices. Yeah, it's just like kind of like a normal thing that they're just reporting in now. So what's next? What's next? Ready for that big break. We've had several big breaks. Like what? Tell us what kind of things that you guys have found lately. We do some ghost hunting, and uh, because that is more accessible. One thing we have run into, I don't know what the paranormal experience is, but it seems um, we will be contacted by a potential client who has a question paranormal disturbance in their home. Uh, they want us to know that it's so glad we found it, and then they speak communicating suddenly. Um, ah. they, they change their minds. That's happened to us a few times. That's happened to me in other things, too. I, I think people kind of chicken out. I think yeah. people yeah. want to know the truth, but then they're afraid to know the truth. Once you've got a research team coming there with their instrumentation and documenting, then suddenly it's too real. Like, it's reality at that point to them. It's reality. It's We're not very immersive. We're not coming in I'll give you a trip from I consider this a very successful uh, it's not conclusive because these things rarely are. Right. But it's very successful investigation. We in 
encountered somebody who contacted us, and uh, we've become friends with him since. And we'll call him Joe this week, I think. <laughs> and uh, he had a disturbance, actually, in his mind. It seemed like a certain psychosis. He was hearing voices. Oh. And, yeah, he's had some uh, ups and downs in his past. And he was hearing voices in his head. One voice, I should say. A masculine voice he told us it was. And the voice was derisive. He's telling, swearing at him. You can go there and he's telling me he should kill himself. He just give up on everything. He has some physical trauma. He has an accident. He also has trauma. Mental trauma. He's been public for a while. So, you know, yeah. I just wanted to hear him out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we figured, you know, there's trouble in the past. And actually, this is a psychological uh, device in his mind. There's probably a subconscious that's coming through and, like, telling these words, but he has to fight through that. Mm-hmm. So we interviewed him and reported that he released it. When we played back the audio recording, guess what? We heard his voice too. <laughs> nice. Yay! So it's not paranoid schizophrenic. We were just talking to him and he was a nice guy. He said it's not bad. He used to have a nice conversation. He's kind of just going small along. He was doing, you know, with some sort of a new cassette. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no problem. We were around the coffee table and we were sitting like on the way to this pattern. But a minute listening to it the next day, it was like something new came to the recorder and whispered and started to swear. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That is so exciting. When things like that happen, it's just like. Uh, it's falling into like the EU at this year. You know, it's actually.
crap, I heard that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm coming back to the table uh-huh. that has water. All right, hold on. Play that again. you got to play that again. Dog has water. Got to hear that. Got to hear that again. Wow. So the, the gentleman is talking, and then you hear a big sigh, and then you hear afterwards the whispers coming into it, and it's the voice. Is it working? Uh, if I hear somebody say, do you have a message for me? Then it'll get silent. Then you'll hear the inhale. And then you'll hear the uh, message. Okay. Okay. Cool. Oh, my gosh. Cool. Here you go. Oh my God, I could hear that. Where are you, my kid? He just says, I'm going to get you or I'm going to kick your ass. It, it wow. sounded like that. It sounded like that. I'm just going to, I'm going to, oh my God. Yes, the different voice, the male voice is different. Yeah, it's not the same voice as the, as the person talking, asking questions. That's for sure. It's not. Yeah. It is again. Okay. What I heard is, I'm going to get you up and then you're going to be finishable. I'm going to get you. I, I heard, okay, F you. Oh, when I put the headphones on, that's what I heard. Five seconds after Joe asked, you have a message for us. Huh. Wow, that's a great EVP, though, guys. That's, that's a great. I could hear better on that. And he has learned since with our coaching, but you know, on his own, he has learned to distance himself from his presence. It's like it has a childlike mentality. I advise him. It's tough to say. Well, it's easy to say, but tough to do. Don't take it seriously. It's like a child. It's like yeah. a younger brother. Sometimes he tells us that he just said he doesn't agree with what I just said. He just said you're a So he's learned to like. Not give it like total validation and control right. over his life like that. That's good. That's awesome. I said this only it's only strength is in persistence. That's right. It's gonna bug you like a child. Unless you take it seriously, unless you hear it. And that's going out. And you guys were able that's the, the beauty of you guys, you know, doing what you do because now you were able to literally comfort him and yeah. teach him how to deal with it and teach him how to separate and distance himself from that. And it's not taking complete one of his life anymore. So you did your job pretty darn good, guys. He's friends with him and his wife. And, you know, then he has this, as I was saying, validation. You're not crazy. You've got people who understand and are willing to listen. You may not figure it all out, but, you know, you've got people supporting you and listening to you. Yeah. Yes. That's amazing. He changed his residence and followed him. Yeah, so it wasn't the place he was living in. Oh, really? Really? So he literally was hearing it at his other residence and thought that maybe it was haunted there and left in the, and actually followed him. So what do you make of it, though? Then what do you think it may be? I I personally think he uh, his mind has created this. And I'm not saying it's imaginary. I think his mind produced it and it's taken on a life of its own. And it's an, an energy detachment. And it has its own personality. And it may have brought something in, some lower region uh, entity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the stress of um, the problems that he had, it was just kind of believing in stuff. Uh, like, negative things, negative 
his mind was telling him, no, you don't deserve to get ahead. You don't deserve to improve your life or raise yourself up. Oh, my God. I think his mind created this thing, but it's just on a life of its own. Wow, guys, that's yeah. awesome, though. Good job. That's great. Wow, so that was your very first one, Lise? Yes, yeah, just, you know, playing residential and coming house saying hello and you're the best Wow. That's pretty cool, though. Oh, you've heard of that house they call the Conjuring House in Harrisville, Rhode Island? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Have you guys been back since the last time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been there all
I gotta set this up though. I was the first one in, and I uh, I made some jokes to Carol. I set them at ease right away. There's a scary feeling going up there. But the lady at the house, Carolyn, Carolyn, who's prepared to move to Congress, uh, she greeted me at the door, and I said, I hope we're not late. I had to ask directions to the cemetery. I saw this lone figure there, so I thought I had to direct. And then he was gone, and, and she laughed at that. So we came in. And my brother and my twin brother, Keith Johnson, he had, he was doing landscaping, so his hair was very light. He had his heart in the middle of cat children like hair, and he was wearing his white muslin shirt, <laughs> and he told him the Bible. So one of the daughters, Nancy, uh, one of the four daughters, she looked out the window, saw Keith there, and she said, Oh, Jesus is here. <laughs> <laughs> that was our yeah. introduction to the parents' family. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So we came in, and the girl took Keith by the hand, and was showing him the pond. And uh, I, I was instantly established with a phone with Carolyn because I was a funny guy. I seemed to be know, know what I was doing. Right. When we conducted the interview process with Steve and I, and I think we had six people there from our team. And uh, as we were talking to the parent family, I heard shuffling around, moving upstairs where the girls' bedrooms were located. Said, right. These guys have something? They hear something up there. The girl said, no, we hear that every day. We hear that. We keep moving around and said, Wow. Well, I went to the interview to resume, and I kind of backed off and made my way up the stairs. Yeah. I'm looking around, poking around up there, and then the kind of hallway that connects the room. Happened to be something black or uh, dark out of the black little vision on the right side. I turned, and it's, I, it's not even formed. A blackness rolled down this hall. The first thing I thought of was there was a fire in there. Right. That uh, thick black. So right. Solid to me. And I reflectively closed my eyes and it was engulfing. I was waiting to smell smoke, but then it was gone. Uh, so I went uh, back downstairs and I looked at my brother Keith and I went, hmm, get rid of the stimulus. And I went, I got something. Yeah. <laughs> then I made my way down to the basement. I was the first one down. Base two, and they only had, at that time, they only had one single incandescent light bulb in front of there. Yeah. And, uh, but it was, you know, some light coming in from the stairwell, so I didn't put a flashlight. Uh huh. And, so then the light went off. All of a sudden, it's blackness, except the waves in the back, I see it's fairly light. I'm just in the darkness. You can imagine an 18-year-old Carl in the dark. Oh, it's, my God. And, uh, no, but I made my way back to the channel. I thought, well, I, I, but the bulb was working, so I, we don't know why it didn't blow. Huh. Just like that were happening. And then uh, they're telling us all about what they've been experiencing there, which is just uh, to devote the whole show to that. Mm. And uh, we were up there in one of the girls' bedrooms, and the window that was stand open. Now, this was August, August 1973. We're involved in that case in August and September of 1973. And I tried to push this window down. It was like an icebox, even though the window was open. It was in August. Wow. I tried to push that down. Couldn't budget. Roger said, I can't do anything with it. Roger turned. Uh, my brother recited a psalm, biblical psalm, and uh, mentioned the name of Jesus. Well, right then, that window slammed shut. Oh. And you heard clapping sounds. Nancy, she had well sensations with her finger Oh, wow. She something as well. Wow. And it is comparatively, it's relatively minor activity, but it was consistently happening about every day. Wow. People have a livable. That's why uh, Andrea's her, the other one, she wrote a series of books for uh, How to Darkness of Light. Yeah. They did a happy thing to so we made another visitation. Carolyn Terrence was calling me. I bonded with her. She was calling me, it could be eight, ten times a day.
day. Wow. Wow. That's how bad about was. what was happening there. I wanted to hear it. Mm-hmm. And I remember my father was living with my parents. <clears throat> Father's on his uh, easy chair with his wrist He said, who is this woman who keeps calling you? <laughs> Not exactly, Dad. Yeah, just the phone. The heavy little I remember Carolyn telling me that she had, she called me back. We've just been talking, and she called me back that she swiped an orange and blood seeped out of the orange. Some red substance. Wow. Wow. Uh, we went back there again. And when we went back for our second visitation, boy, had they changed. Carolyn had something. She was noticeably thinner, looked older. She had scratches in her arm. And her husband, the first son, Ron, returned. So the wealth and scratches on his arm. Wow. Oh, my God. Well, we decided to call in Ed and Lorraine Warren. We, when we were corresponding, I knew them. I had become friends with the Warrens, the ghost hunting couple, mm-hmm. Lorraine. Uh, awesome. It's not that we thought we were in over our heads. We just thought, what a nice touch it would be to invite in Ed and Lorraine and, you know, have a professional touch and benefit from their experience. Right. It was my brother who came up with that plan. And it was a good plan. Well, the... Um, the director of our team, Donna, she placed the call to Ed Lorraine. And I remember being on the phone with Ed Warren saying, I, I understand we're going to be working together. Like our oh, absolutely, absolutely. Aww. Lorraine showed up, and I helped conduct them through the house. Carolyn gave them a tour of this photograph, which is often then published. Now, Lorraine afterwards denied, Lorraine Warren denied that we were ever involved with that. You know, you're the only investigators in that house. Wow. Um, we know the truth. <laughs> and, then, and that picture, that's the 18 year old Colin next to Donna. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Carolyn is, is uh, in front of us. So then we see hearing from Miss Carolyn Perrin. Oh. Carolyn, even though I was her main contact, I didn't hear anything from her. In another three week period. After three weeks, Carolyn did call me and she apologized for not getting in touch. She told me. That the Warrens had told them, Stephen Hunt and Roger, that they had to be the sole paranormal investigators. So they couldn't do any good. They said, we were just a bunch of kids. We couldn't do any good. And so that's why the Warrens had to, I think mean, the parents had to go to them. It turned out it was an unfavorable ending, a bad association this year. We had a bad party. Oh, wow. Wow. Not quite like it's represented in the movie. Right, right. What happened was Lorraine. It is a long and involved story, but Lorraine conducted a seance in their house. Lorraine was famous for saying, I'll quote her, you must never attempt to speak through the dead. Uh-huh. Oh, I knew her. <laughs> and yet she was doing seances left and right. So she set up a seance in the parents' house. It was, you know, to contact this evil Bathsheba Sherman entity who was, you know, nothing of the sort historically. Uh-huh. The
And, uh, he bought your parents punched egg. This is the first time I'm hearing that part. What? I think he lost that, too. <laughs> <laughs> he really did. I mean, this was a tense moment. Yeah. And, uh, because we had another group, a couple of students from Rhode Island College, and coming in, you know, defaming pyros, and they wanted to have that case. That and what was the bad experience with the warrants. Parents have to run a lot of nothing to do with paranormal coming in. So we lost out on that, but it was an interesting experience for a couple of months. Right. Wow. I'd love to say the for the next you know, 40 years. 40 years later, that was the subject of an ancient motion picture titled The Conjuring. The Conjuring. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, yeah, interesting time. But now, most people, I think, they do know that that's not totally predicated on facts. Yeah, I mean, like they make movies with some something is based on truth, it's but not based everything. on truth, but not really. Yeah. But I mean, theatrically, the actors did a very good job. Theatrically, yes. Yes. I yes. liked it. I enjoyed it. Maybe the sound Right. When I was it the same? Did you when the movie is it the same exact house that you guys are still in, or did they use another house for the movie? No, they did use another house. They actually built the set for the uh, interiors, but it looked very much like the parents' house. That's why I thought nostalgic. The exterior is different. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well acted. Patrick Wilson. We didn't Annabelle fit in all this. Yeah. We didn't Annabelle fit in all this. Well, that was supposed to be uh, oh, Annabelle. Yeah. Annabelle. Annabelle, the raggedy Annabelle. Yeah. Yes. And the Warrens keep her, well, the, you know, they did keep her in a display case with a warning, do not stir it into well, now yes, the son-in-law is taking it, her, taking Annabelle on the road to Vegas now. Yeah, Tony Stark has her around. He's in his whole river, the movie board house. And yet, in, in, in their first book, Ghost Written, or uh, the Warren's first book, The Demonologist, there's a picture of Ed Lorraine and Lorraine holding the Annabelle doll. Yeah, yeah. Now, personally, I wouldn't take it out of the display case and play with it just as a monster. Some people have run into trouble doing that. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, but if somebody tossed it to me, they're playing around. I, I wouldn't take that out. Yeah. <laughs> but I wouldn't challenge it either because it has an association. Right. Yeah, I was kind of surprised that you know after Lorraine's casting, how that all started was now he's they're having these dinner theater kind of events with Annabelle. I, it kind of freaked me out a little bit because I was like, I don't know about this whole taking Annabelle on the road and taking her out of the case and passing her around a dining room full of people and having all these random people touching her and um, I just kind of felt weird. Yeah, yeah. Like when I say I'm a demonologist, I tend to get all the seats in that, seats in that room for movie theater. You know? <laughs> and I was interviewed uh, two weeks ago now and the interviewer asked me, do you resent the Warren for, you know, for intervening, taking your case? I said, well, they did use their our, our case and that was it valuable study for us, but I said, no, I have no emotion associated with it. Uh-huh. It's so long ago, this past on. I do have some good memories of the Warren too. Mm-hmm. But I'll give you a quote from that somebody told me. It was in the room at the time, and I have no reason to doubt it. Uh, one time Ed Warren said to associate with saying, Mr. Warren, these people are crazy. He said, all the people in contact with are crazy. You know what? Get up and make it scary. Oh. Well, at that time, I don't think they had 100% knowledge of what they truly were dealing with completely. Well, I, would, I, would, you know, I would say these things like you know, 10 years ago. 
Oh, you're so jealous. You know, you're not the Warren. Oh. I don't like you the Warrens. No, you're better than the Warrens. You and your brother were like the dual, like, demonology team, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You see Keith and I, or Elise and I, speak to you this, that. I do get it. Yeah. So it was such a charm to hear Ed and Lorraine speak. If you ever had that experience, you can't now. That's accurately portrayed in the movie. It's not because you see them lecturing in a college. Of course, that's not how they met Carol Perry. Right. But just to see them out there talking, they were funny together. Mm. They had a repertoire of the quad. They were yeah. Just, yeah. They were charming yeah. people. Kind of like you guys and in partners and in and the whole thing. And their lecture was spooky. Of course, they did two lectures back in the 1980s and 90s. And, uh, one lecture actually started, they had the format back in the 1970s. They started it. One lecture was about ghosts and spirits, the other one was about demons and Satanism. Oh. That's which one they picked me for. Demons and Satanism, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, 20 minutes of that lecture they devoted to me. Wow. It was wow. great publicity, but it was kind of like, I wish I had that. Even when I was younger. Well, it's be an experience that I didn't do before we get off the conjuring subject. Um, we were, Elise and I were in that house uh, last July. We became, became acquainted and very good friends with the homeowners, Corey and Jen Heinze. And, uh, of course, there is kind of a presence. But people are experiencing the same phenomena that I and our team found there 46 and a half years ago. They're experiencing the same things they didn't even know about. That black form, for instance. Wow, it's back. It's there. It never got exercised out of that house. Oh, and Jen's son, Tyler. Saw the black thing coming through the hall. And it's been filmed, even in that episode of Ghost Adventures. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that fascinating? I was in the room where the seance was conducted. I happened to look in the mirror there just from there. And this is so true. I'm not an impressionist person. That's more empirical. I have to see this lady, although she's expanding her horizon through meditation. Yeah. I looked in this mirror. Don't help me. I saw myself when I was 18 years of age. Wow, really? Under hair, more hair. The uh, house probably remembers you. I, I, I believe that. I think that well, the house remembers you. I'd forgotten I was rather handsome. You know? <laughs> I, I, I looked at myself, and I had time to blink uh-huh. and look down and up again, and I was looking at myself when I was 18 years of age. Wow. What a bummer it was when I went to the bathroom and saw that there. I'm <laughs> But I was able to contrast it. Oh. I, I've never had such an experience. That's amazing. Now, were you and Keith demonologists at that time? We didn't call ourselves demonologists. I first started, well, I didn't all I adopted that term, but I accepted it. I was involved in several noted paranormal investigations, and I was a newspaper article, or magazine article about it. Uh-huh. And I was talked about on the David Suskind that he uh, preceded Phil uh, Donahue. Wow. Yeah, I was getting known for this. And I was in a magazine article that said the demonologist, Carl Johnson. Oh, we're going to have to talk more about, about that. Yeah. The demonologist, Carl Johnson. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'll buy that. Ah, sounds like a good title, right? <laughs> All right, hold that thought. We're getting ready to go to break right now. So, guys, grab your coffee, your treats, your snacks, and we'll be right back after this break, guys. Don't go anywhere. 
Carl Johnson yeah. and Elise Giammarco Carlson of Panorama Paranormal plus some other adventures they got going on right now. So guys, what's next for Panorama Paranormal? Where where does Panorama Paranormal go from here? Say that five times fast. I know, right? Say it. Say it. Say it. Say Panorama. I might might help if I unmuted them though. Oh shoot! All right. Yeah, I know. Unmute, Just, unmute. They can smile, but we'll unmute you. We we'll should unmute you guys, right? Yes. Okay, we'll do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the next direction of Panorama Paranormal? What's next for you guys? We're doing several conferences coming up this year, the Ocean State Paranormal Conference. We have Paracon coming up. We're going to have a uh, Panorama Paranormal table yeah. in our banner. Awesome. I, I've got the Terracon. Uh, our banner is kind of long. I don't know if you can. It's, it was visible in our picture in the background. Yeah, I think that's the picture that I used for the backdrop for you guys. Mm-hmm. We'll be doing that again. And Mr. Lewis has been doing some uh, study of uh, mind expansion. Oh. I'll tell you a little bit about that. Oh, yes. It's uh, meditation is the root piece for this, uh, do this mind expansion. Well, what I would say, people call me a skeptic. Oh, she comes in, she's the first person to say, the boiler needs a noise. And she is. Oh, I hear music. Ask the sunshine. Call me Debbie Dollar, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I'm very scientific, and I just notice a lot around me, and I can find a lot of really explanations to things. Which is great. But I also believe that there are things you cannot explain. Right, and right. I'm always, I don't want to say jealous, but when somebody walks in and starts having all these thoughts and feelings and premonitions and impressions. I'm like, wow, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. So I started working to people who have those abilities, and most of them claim that they were, you know, just one of the two dicks that they like to call them. And I always like, oh, I wish I could do that too. I think we can do that. Maybe some people can learn. Ah. Yes. And I've been doing a lot of reading about that, and um, I, I've always practiced meditation just as a way to calm myself down. And, Right. Right. But the more I've been reading, um, it seems that, yes, when you meditate, it can calm you down. Uh, actually, I've been reading the best book lately. It's called The Science of Enlightenment, How, How Meditation Works. Right. It's a poetry book. It's about meditation. Uh-huh. And my favorite part of the theory describes that we're operating on basically three levels. We're in our day-to-day, you know, fight or flight, mm-hmm. getting things done, which you have to be in that level. Yeah. And you can work down to a, maybe an un- you can call it unconscious or subconscious level, a level that um, people like to work on when they have problems, and it's like a little bit below the radar. Right. So what we're trying to do with reaching enlightenment is reach the third layer, all the way at the bottom layer. With our source, our God, our one, whatever you want to call it. That's what you're trying to work mm, And right. some people sit down, close their eyes, and just head straight down. That's one. Right. Some people have to kind of meander around a little bit and find their way. Right, right. Some people, he explains, it almost as getting stuck in that middle layer. And that's when you kind of run into, some people um, don't want to leave that layer because that's where they run into their premonitions and their ability to speak whether you believe it's spirit or the subconscious or unconscious of yourself or other people or people have passed on, whatever it is. And some people get stuck there because it's so invulnerable. 
down into that level, look around a little bit, go down further, come back up, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So, like anything else, I can read about tennis all day long and know all the rules, but I'm not going to be a better player. Right. So, well, yeah. we need to learn how to do that thing, we learn how to meditate. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So, that has been my, you know, study over 20 minutes twice a day. Mm-hmm. It's learning how. And I do realize that at some point, if I ever get kind of good at this, I'm going to need a teacher, uh, you know, a real life teacher. Right, right. And that's pretty exciting because I would like to be able to add that to, like, one more thing. I'd like to be a tool that I can use in these investigations instead of just me and that theater and the quarter and whatever else I bring along, you know? Exactly. It's been my new exciting thing to do lately. It doesn't sound exciting. I feel my eyes close a lot. No, but that's really exciting, though. Honestly, now, have you found that you are opening yourself up? Have you found that you've started to get impressions and, and senses and feelings and smells and things like that? Have you noticed since you started putting this effort into that? That has that part of it open? I remember as a kid, just always knowing what was going to happen. I mean, maybe I just had a real stable life, but it just, it just knew it was a different game. Somebody was going to show up at the door and it didn't, hadn't been there. I was just had this weird little, and I think maybe everyone has that, and it just gets started over because we started down moving. Yeah, intuition, it's yeah. Yeah. done every single day. So now I have noticed that, because um, I think it, even if I stay on this upper level and that's the case, it's going to help the students empirical investigation because if your mind is quiet, you hear better, you see better, you can smell things better. Mm-hmm. What I'm trying to do is go a little bit deeper and actually have these things come to me, you know? Become that, that beacon that uh, some people that have the gift call it, that you, they become like a beacon for the type of activity. Right, so things will be coming to me, not so much more that I'm just quiet and the Right, right, right. right. We haven't been out on a lot of investigations since I started this, so I can't really say, you know, there's times to be different places other than my room with my eyes closed. So it's in the testing stage, I guess, almost. Yeah, it's right. in the testing and learning stage. That's pretty exciting, though. It really is. Yeah, I mean, think it's that uh, some valuable tools, like an audio recorder, your camera, mm-hmm. an obelisk, the third camera, jousting uh, rod. These uh, these tools are valuable, but they do not have intuition. Right. That's right. Maybe the best one, actually. Basically, relying on your own gut feelings, your own premonitions, what you absorb. That's awesome. I myself was speaking French a couple of days ago, and I don't speak French. Ah. Yeah. And I don't speak, I didn't speak a word of French, and I... Was, I was in my room meditating, so I was speaking French. Yeah, and, meditating when this happens, huh? Yes, yeah. and words, and I was hearing someone speaking <laughs> to me in French, and I understood everything they were saying. I was responding back in French. I mean, it happened for a, a good couple hours this was going on. Yeah, but I was, I was saving it. something. Yeah, yeah, I was listening to my books, so... Yeah, I, I tapped into your brain. <laughs> I, I was listening to my books, so I didn't hear what was going on, but... I do have uh, on my uncle. Yeah. No, excuse me. My grandfather and um, his brother did speak French with mm-hmm. a lobulant name. So and I he said, was a male. Well, what was he? She goes, he was a male. He was a male. And describe him because my grandfather was is big, 
Big he girl was size. Yeah. He was huge. He had a 13 mm. size shoe. It was completely all in French the entire conversation. Yeah. I understood everything that was being said to me. I go, what was the message? You never said. It was just one of the mill just talking French stuff. Like, I, I like I like this. I like that. What do you like? What do you don't like? It was just conversational. It wasn't big brother. Yeah, it was conversational. Yeah. I, it, it, was, it was calling me things like dear and, and sweetheart, like mon petit, bon chien, mon soir. And, like, all these things, and I'm like, I just understood it all. And I don't speak French. I've never had one stitch of education in French. Yeah, she only speaks English, Portuguese, Spanish, and Mandarin Chinese. Yeah, but not French. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not French. But not French. That's the one that came through, the language that came through. Yes. Well, there's some kind of vast reservoir of knowledge that is around us and surrounds us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes penetrates us. Like Joe with his voice. Yes, yes. His voice is validated. It's there. But I, I honestly do believe, like, because um, the port, the portal is opening, a lot of people have been ascending, a lot of people have been getting downloads, and just a lot of new gifts are showing up for people. Yeah, they are. So I, I believe it's coming up for you, Elise. I really do. Yes, now's the time to do it. You know what I mean? And you're right. Put yourself out as a beacon out there, and they will come. Trust me, they'll come. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm quiet today, guys, and I'm sorry. It's just I'm, I'm definitely I'm coming down with a cold. So it's best if I don't talk too much because then I might go on a coughing fit of sneeze. Yeah, she's a little bit mucusy, slummy today. You know what I mean? She's a little bit mucusy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I don't know. I don't know how to say mucus. Is that how you say mucus in French? <laughs> it's got to sound like a new I only knew French toast, French fries, and croissant. That's all I knew. But it was amazing. It was like, an, and I'm just, and I think part of the two is like we have like a fear that we have to cross yeah. where we can just let ourselves completely go into that area, that whole oblivion of it. Um, and it, it's scary at first. It is scary at first because you do have to kind of just trust to release yourself in that manner out to, out to what's happening. But once you cross that threshold and the more and more you do it, it does get more of a, of a comfortable space. It becomes more of like you feel more in control of it. Um, and it, it just becomes more natural, I think. It does become more of a natural skill. What do you think, Storm, on that? I mean, you want me to think for the break? Yeah, I know she can't think right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it does. It, it's just the, the more that you practice it, the more you're going to get comfortable with it. And then you're going to find out that, and here I go, sick and all. And then you're going to find out that other information is going to start coming to you. Mm-hmm. It's not going to just be when you're in a meditative state. You're going to start mm-hmm. uh, actually physically seeing the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to connect you with the past first, depending on the energy, because you're more historical. So it's going to be easier for you to connect that way. So and when you understand that you. They're going to show you what's going to be happening. These are things that will be coming towards you and you will be developing. And then they're going to work you into, like, the empathic side. So your emotions are going to get a little bit thrown off at first, getting confused about why you're feeling this way and it's not you. It's not something that they are actually going to come. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When you you start developing, like, like, it's crossing that fear. You got to Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 right. It's going to be amazing because yeah. a lot of the things that you're going to see and you're going to speak about 
um, you'll be able to trace it down easier in history because you do the history as well. Yeah. yeah. So literally, if you're speaking about it, yeah. I was uh, looking for some information on a woman. Uh, she's married to a criminal, and I'm never, you know, they get divorced the next year or whatever. I never knew whatever happened to her. So I looked up her family. I looked up her, and you see, whatever happened to her, she erased from the face of the earth, you know? Wow. So um, for inspiration, I looked up her family. I found out when they were buried not too far from here. You know what? I'm going to go, I don't know, I'll go visit her parents' grave or something to get some inspiration. I'm mm-hmm. really not knowing what I'm looking for. Right. So well, she's on the tombstone of her married name. Nobody had ever recorded it. It wasn't in Find the Grave and it wasn't in wow. the Town Records. Wow. She had passed away later. You know, she used to be an older adult. She had a married name and she was on that tombstone. Wow. I, anyway. I, looked up everything. I was in Elisa's company that day, marginally assisting her, you know, mm-hmm. carry something. Wow. And, and I'm saying, I'm thinking, how do you do that? It's almost, if I didn't know her better, I'd say she planned that. I walked right just straight to <laughs> She probably, how are we going to find her? She did, you walk right to it. And I'm wondering, to me, that's something, I mean, is it coincidence or is this girl really psychic? No, she really creeped you out, Carl. Yeah, it's just, no, it's just, it's an energy. energy. Yeah. I was envious. I can't do that stuff. You know, surfing around. Yeah, one of the two people did find it a lot easier. You know? yeah. He said, what do you mean? We didn't stop looking, really. We walked right that's amazing, though. So your intuition is kicking in hard. She may or may not remember. She did that twice in that day. Yeah. Yeah. successive cemetery she was exploring with the same research, researching the same family. She did it in two cemeteries. She just happened to drive there and uh, talked to her there, and there it is. It was sure you developed some sort of connection. You, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, she had yeah, definitely connection her, with the past. research of this family, maybe, maybe that had something to do with it. Maybe she opened up some cards with Eddie. Yeah, yeah. Continuum. Yeah. Absolutely. She was in the space time continuum. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) We all go there. Yes. (laughs) But honestly, now is the time to do, honey. So as much as you can do about working on those kind of skills and your divination and your intuition, gut instincts, all that, now is definitely the time for it. But be prepared because when they when things start happening, they start happening. So it's kind of like being in the conjuring house, whether you're in the conjuring house or not. Things are going to happen to you everywhere. Did Lisa use the term realist? Mm-hmm. I don't know if she touched on that. Because rather than label herself a skeptic, I think most paranormal investigators want to be known as a skeptic. Either they're a psychic or they're a skeptic. You know, oh, no, I'm too smart to be fine. I don't believe easily. A skeptic is kind of a loaded term. You know, it has right. a connotation to be trying to shove it Yeah. Uh, you negative Nelly. I said, well, you haven't called that. And I think she's more of a realist, and this is the term she adopts. Realist, yeah. I think. Goes kind more with rationality, I think. Yeah, I, I think so, too. There's nothing wrong with being a realist. Out, it just means she has a realistic assessment. Yeah. Right. Being over at the house. Uh, and being the just as we were in 1973. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, though. Why does he be taught all that? Have you tried working with like any type of divination tools, like a pendulum? Have you tried doing tarot? Sometimes you are funny, but then 
realize that the tarot, honestly, is like just kind of, like you say, playing with the deck and um, turning a card and, and trying to assess how you feel about that card first. Right. Yeah. It starts training you because a lot of, a lot of tarot is not so much, oh, it's a pentacle, oh, it's a wand. No, it's more of a channeling thing. You channel the deck. Yeah. Neither one of us actually read a deck. Yeah. I might read the runes, but I channel everything. Yeah. It's just what I've always it's done. Really, you know, yeah. It gives you a spatial concept. Right. Connect to that for the reality. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. good. it's a good practice when you are trying to open up things to kind of use these types of tools. Or you can always try crystals as well because, too, yeah. yeah, the energy of the crystal might give you the extra added boost that you're looking for, mm-hmm. especially when you don't mm-hmm. have the ability to be centered. Energy, I mean, all the time. <laughs> then I have a crystal wand and a crystal's on the end anyway. Oh, awesome. We have, we have a new one right now, too, that actually gets made for us. And carved. Yep. Handmade in Indonesia for us, specific only to yeah, the network. Yeah, that's on so nobody can see oh, it. Hold on. What stones are on now? Of course, we can see the crystal. You can pull down a rose crystal. And what, what is on the end? Of the this one thing? is amethyst. This is quartz. Ah, uh, this is, uh, let's see, then we have the red one is, that is, that's, that's red jasper, tiger's eye, uh, green adventuring, um, that, that's a purple, that's amethyst. Yeah, that's an amethyst, uh, turquoise, and obsidian. obsidian, and I think a howlite, or a smoke, a milk yeah. pork. You know, on the side, it's got stuff, like, it looks like yeah. little sodium-like crystals, and more, de- it's, Yes, yeah, yeah, tiger crystals, yeah, small here, small here. Mm-hmm. We have them hand-carved from India. There's someone that's charging it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yes, absolutely. So we, and so we actually have, a, we're doing pre-orders actually now. So yeah. Because he's making them handmade specifically. Yeah, he takes uh, two weeks to make them. Mm-hmm. So that's, so, you should try crystals. Literally, and, and taking crystals with you on these things. She just naturally collects white quartz. I just find it, everywhere I want to, anytime I go for a hike, I, I just kind of go, wait a piece of quartz I can find on the ground and take it home with me. Now it's just a nice little, almost like an altar, it's not really an altar, but it's a little handmade bowl that I brought from the girl. Yeah. Ground um, it, a couple of candles, so it's really cool. <laughs> yeah. More crystals over Yeah, we, literally, we, the, the more the merrier. Yeah, we stuff our bras with crystals, our pockets with crystals, <laughs> like <laughs> crystals for everything. And um, it, it does help, like, especially energy. Energy is the big thing, too. Like, when you're on the paranormal investigation, you know about them sucking all the batteries, right? Right. Well, you, they suck your own personal battery, too. Um, so having crystals help keep your energy up and keep your energy flowing the right way so yeah, you're not exactly. feeling so dead and drained after, after an investigation yeah. and things like that. And then and the crystals that help channel. Candle, you know, whatever you have. We do. <laughs> we do. What? We stuff crystals in every crevice. Yeah, my grandmother used to call it her wallet. Yes. I'd like to see someone go in my wallet, she said. <laughs> she was an Irish woman to boot. Even with her walker, she would have shoved it up your caboose. Oh, yeah. And yeah. no. But, I mean, there are crystals that help with channeling. There are crystals that help with so many different yeah. things. So it's worth to try because crystals can help open you up, too. You know? Yeah, literally. Even, you know, it's just go to a store and find out. Like, there's crystals that actually amplify, like, say, a banded calcite. That, that's a banded calcite. Now, banded calcite will amplify every other crystal around you. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's like you have a crystal, but it's just not enough. Mm-hmm. So a banded calcite is something good to have with you to help 
amplify the extra energy you need, or maybe you need this, maybe you need that. So it's, it's, it's a whole bunch of different things, but literally the best way to do it, real quick, and then we'll go back to them. I'm sorry before yeah. I start having a coffee fit. I, I'm going to have a coffee fit, and I, I have to share information to help people. So what it is is you want, if you're right-handed, you want to hold the crystal in your left hand. I'm just going to pick up yeah. anyone. Not the bottom hand. Right, not the hand you use because that's your energy going out. Energy coming in is the hand you don't use that much. Mm-hmm. So I'm right-handed, so I will hold every crystal in my left hand to see if it's mm-hmm. meant for me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And if it makes me feel good or clouds parting or if I feel information is being clarified, then you know that particular crystal is meant for you. Yeah, yeah. So, and people can give you as much information as you want, but the only one that's knows, going to know is you, what's best to you is you. With your meditating, chakra wands like this. Yeah. yeah. With, yeah. Yep. And so these help open you up too quite a bit. They do. Yeah, and even certain shapes like uh, channeling crystals. Like this, or or heart shape, if that's that's what you're connected to. Then there's pyramids, which I think are out there. So there's different shapes and sizes and style and geos to help absorb. Literally, we're like a crystal buffet over here. Yeah. So it's a little chakra yeah. that you can help. It helps with your meditation. It helps open everything up too. Yeah, yeah, and then for paranormal investigators... That's what I'm making right now, actually. A selenite wand is very important, too, if you're doing crystal work with the paranormal investigating. Plus, it does help open up your chakras, too, with this. And it's copper wrapped around it because copper is a conductor. So right, because the, the selenite is for the aura, and uh, the crystals here are all the chakra crystals. And because it's wrapped in copper, because... It'll conduct it and it'll help combine them to yeah. keep you safe. So it keeps your energy. We should probably let them talk. I know, if right? If I get going, I'm finding this interesting. Yeah, if I get going on crystals and crystal energy, like right now, I'm in the process of making a a wrapped literally chakra so bracelet. I am making that right now, chakra bracelet, and then I have the geodes that I, I wrap the geodes too. So geodes are power is what I do too. because I want it. A cam that was more of an amplifier, and the geo will help keep people clean. Mm-hmm. So I, I managed to get 15 of those. So, so like yeah. your own little like kit for when you go do investigations should include the crystals and all those other different things. Oh yeah, it'll help open you up and also makes you more of a beacon. And that's what you want. Is like you say, you want them to come. Yeah, to you. And sometimes it's not about you. Sometimes it's about the the spirits, at least from from my experience, what they do is they try to utilize your energy. Mm-hmm. So I will bring the crystal, so I'm not drained. Yes. Yeah. So and that's the other reason why we sell them there out there too. So it's like we have like bags and bags of mini crystals because sometimes you just need that extra energy. Yeah. Is what it is. Yeah. Well, this will make the weekend a lot more interesting because I spend my weekend Yeah. Oh, great though. That that's great though. Yeah. You know, so opening that up and even like having crystals with you at that time. Think about it. You don't have cell phones without crystals. Crystallized stuff is in medication. Mm-hmm. Crystals are what makes watches work. Crystals are what makes technology work in general because of the energy. So it works. It works. So it might be something that you might want to add to your, your adventures about opening up because it will, and it will help keep you safer and protect yeah. your energy more, and you won't get too sick and drained and, and all that afterwards. Strawberry quartz. Yeah. Strawberry <laughs> court, yes. It's really not very good in this camera. I use my other camera when I do a show, 
Dalmatian, Jasper. Yeah. I mean, you name it, we got it. Uh, but we keep certain things out, yeah. we sell, and then we rotate and put the others out there. Yeah. So, And then I have a thing for pink tourmaline. Yeah. I really like yeah. having my pink tourmaline with me. And then this is honey calcite. Which is a good channel. It's a calcite and an amber actually mixed together because amber melts. It's a a lot resin. of times it's too soft yeah. because it's a resin. So a honey calcite you can hold without it going bleh, bleh, bleh. Yeah. <laughs> so you ain't gonna worry about that. Yeah. So I like the honey calcite. Yeah. Honey gives you the same thing. So working like oh. a, and even though like you say pendulums don't work all the time for you, but right. trying them when you go to different places because yeah. it, it, you may find that it'll tap into the energy at certain points. And, and it also could be the crystal of the pendulum as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you can do this so mine one really is with sodialite and wraps. And then I have another one that I utilize at, from time to time, which is the black one, but then I also have a white one just like that. Yeah. So I always have one in back. every purse. There's a pendulum in every purse. There's yeah. a crystal in every purse. Yeah. I have tarot deck cards of the yin yang. They're everywhere all the yeah. time. And then yeah. yeah, with me when I'm channeling so I don't get drained. I have the ruby and zoocyte, and then the um, lapidolite. The lapidolite is is what I use. The two hearts. Yeah. yeah and this is what I'm holding. Because if you find somebody broken down on the road, you can pull over. Oh, thank you for stopping. Listen, I can't help you tire, but you know, if you really feel that. <laughs> oh no! I we would. Will absorb your negativity. Yes. Actually, we would. Yes. Now, while you're waiting for triple A, you'll, you'll be stuck. Fuck. We'll keep the company. We'll go on. I, you know, we can do this. I actually, yeah. you know, I can do this. We'll have the chocolate for you waiting. Oh, yeah. yeah. Reiki. Reiki. I'm a Reiki master teacher. I have a doctorate in holistic psychology. <laughs> you know, I went to school for the for the crystal energy. Yes. And I'm also a reverend, believe it or I not. I can't change the tire, but I can help align your shot. I can change the tire. Yeah, I can change the tire. Kind of, kind of, I, can't, I can't change the tire, but I can help align your shot. Susan seems to be feeling a little better. I hope so. I'm getting there. She's so good. It kind of, it comes and goes. She has allergies too. She gets the sign. I'm allergic to dust. Yeah. I have some evidence if we have time to share some. Yes, we do. It's only Um, 7.31. Now shifting from all this positivity into something called a little more sinestro. The demonic realm. Ooh, I like it. Nice. Yeah, because I, you know, I am a paranormal investigator, specialized demonologist. I mean, I address some of the more malevolent in these cases with supernatural reasons that are brought to my attention. Demonologists, really, as you know, my colleague James Benito would support the other half of the field of demonology. Right, right. Someone who studies the cultural traditions and lore of wicked spirits. Ah. And he applies to demonologists. And I will go out to the field and address these situations. Now, one, and my brother Keith is also uh, a demonologist, and he was performing an expulsion uh, of a negative presence in a home. It was actually our colleague, Kristen Gartland. Nobody ever calls me for anything fun. Okay. I bring in on this, something like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at least wasn't there either. Yeah. And, uh, well, what we will do, our formula is to command the invading spirit to depart and give us a sign of its departure. And that's what my brother was doing. He's, uh, this is in Reading, Massachusetts, about nine years ago. 
and and the and uh, and the, the audio recording isn't the best quality, but it was it was just fuzzy. We were afraid to start. But you can hear my brother praying in Latin. He's saying that the peace of God descend upon the earth is what he's saying in Latin. Then you will hear a growl morphs into a, a wail. It's oh. a man's voice, but it growls and then it turns into a wail oh. as the spirit is being passed away. So Ooh. Are you there? Ooh, yes, yes, yes. You know, yeah, oh, well, let's see if we've got a queued up. Just don't press the story by accident. Also, I sent you a picture of my brother Keith. I don't know if you can pull that up. You may or may not be able to. I sent it in an email mm-hmm. to show what the guy looks like. So yeah. this is during this this specific EVP that's your brother Keith during this one? Yes, yeah, it's him speaking. Alicia's going to sit on that now. Okay. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. Sue's working on her end here, getting that picture up, too. So that's pretty exciting. So this was about nine years ago, you say? Yeah, nine, about ten years ago this year. Wow, that's amazing. So in Massachusetts, boy, that's where it's at when it comes to haunting. Uh, Crazily, it is. Especially more malevolent kind. I don't know why Massachusetts, but it's long history, maybe. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. So what are we? What else are we going to hear on this? We're going to hear him speaking loud. You know, my brother's praying in English first, and then he saying Kinyazu, Sakate, and Monday is uh, invoking the holy name of Jesus. And he's doing so in Latin. Latin is an effective language when combating the demonic realm because it's an ancient language. It's a dead language. The demons seem to know it. Ah. And they will retreat from it. So at least trying to find that. We should send here on it. And, yeah. Now, do you do you on a regular basis still do like practice your Latin, Carl? Huh. Not recently. I learned some Latin, and I, I it's like my Spanish. I live off of what I learned years ago. I haven't learned more. Uh huh. Yeah. Can you read? Can you read the Latin though proficiency better than? Speaking? Well, somewhat. Yeah, I can. I can kind of hold my own with it. I can read it. Enunciating it is a little more challenging to me at this point. You know, uh, you know, I like you know the the I I actually have the picture of a photo. Uh, I have the photo picture on my phone. Okay. Um, and you unfortunately, can you I. Do you have that picture of Keith you can show? That's what she's trying to Yeah, I'm up. trying to figure. I'm going to send it to you, and you're <laughs> going to have to. Okay. Because my well, phone won't go any farther. Uh, yeah. She's sending that to me, and then I'll be able to do that. Yeah, I'm going to send it to ATU. Wow, that's awesome. All right. I got oh, that sweet. photo. All right, so we're getting that. Set. And then we can post it up on the page, but Michelle's probably going to have to hold her phone up right now. Hold on, I'll see if we can get it up on this one. Okay. Yeah. So send that to me. Okay, coming, coming, coming. That was very exciting. We just played. I don't know if you were able to hear that at all. I was listening to Michelle talk. Try that again. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's okay because we're we're turning up the volume for you now. Okay. Okay, she's got, and you'll hear you had it very subtle with this recording. Okay. 
Then he faints that, but you can hear it ducked out with a deep growl, and then it turns into a human voice wailing. Wow. To play it again. Okay. There's only so much we can all invent. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. That sounds like alien, though. Literally, when you listen to the headphones, it's, it's weird. It sounds alien. Wow. Yeah, it sounds alien, alien. That is a true demon sound. <laughs> you know, demons can be recorded audibly, and they can sometimes be photographed. And when you get photographs of a demon, a demonic entity, it usually in the form of red eyes. Red dots with like face-like eyes. Yeah. Oh, wow. I have a picture. I don't. Know. I sent you one, but it is, the format is big. The pixelization. Yeah, yeah. So the only okay, thing that. Okay, but I have it. It's on our banner. Our. Okay. If you could hold your phone up. Email so incorporated and panorama paranormal. So we're going to try and show it. Maybe you can see it. Okay. Uh, we can close it up. Okay. Let me see. Let me see. Yeah. I know, we got the light. Yeah, it looks like African-American. Hold on. Do you see it? Yeah, now you can see when I hold it back. Oh, yes, you can. Wow. I sent it to you. I'm trying to open it up right now. All right, hold on. I got it right here and right here. Wow. I'm trying to pull it open. Yeah, it's weird. It kind of looks. Like oh, African American, yeah. But you can see the face, the feature on yeah. the nose. You can see the chin, yeah. eyes, and, and oh, the hair God. that the hair that kind of goes here and it's up. Melty look on the face. Yeah. Very malevolent. Wow. Okay, let me see here. Mm-hmm. I can get this sent over. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, we're gonna post it on the page for you. I'm um, still oh, working oh, with us. Yeah, yeah, it's taking me download. So I'm downloading. <laughs> and on my oh. phone, it goes blank. Yeah, she's got it yeah. up on the thing. It's so coming, it's, it's coming. Yeah, it's difficult. You actually can, you think you can uh, pull it up? What I yeah, yeah, I can't pull it up on what I'm working off of is Zoom. Yeah. I'm working off of Zoom, so I can't yeah. add a picture right now because. Uh, yeah, restream because um well no I'm working off of Zoom OBS isn't working with Zoom right now so I'm literally working straight off Zoom. We got it. We'll get it up there. But I can get it. I can. We're trying to figure this out now. But there's no way I can get up a picture. Well, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. I can do this. Yeah. Hold on. I can do this. Nope. I know how to do this. Don't My brain just started working. Hold but on. The alien stuff. Yep. Got it. Hold on. Okay. All right, I'm going to do a screen share. Give me a minute, guys. Yep, she's going to set it up so they can be able to see it right on the screen. Just what a day. bloody brain spot. Um, <laughs> there we go. All right, and got share it. that. Okay, okay. She's done. There we yeah. go. There we go. It's up. Yes. Look at that. See? Wow. That was captured by a man in Poverty, Rhode Island. He and his family were driven out of that house several times. Eventually, they had to leave the house because of that activity. Wow. Wow. He went back in to grab his camera, his expensive camera, and 
I was investigating this house. I had recorded the voice. And uh, he saw the man sitting at the top of the stairs, the male, whatever it was. Uh-huh. And he took the picture not knowing if anything would come out in it, and he left. I don't think he ever had to lock his door on the way out. And wow. there's, there's what he got that how his picture came out. Wow. It's translucent, so with the eyes, there's just a malice in that face. Absolutely. Now, do you believe that it was finally exercised out of that house? I don't know because I don't. I haven't talked to the uh, present homeowners. I think it's centered around their family or the house. Oh, uh, it's really weird because over in um, over in this area, it's almost like you see an ear. Yeah, it's almost like you see an ear. ear. You can meet the details yeah. of the mouth. Yeah, and the eyes. See, see the, the mouth. mouth. See the teeth. See the lips. Yeah, you can see that. It's just I can see the nose. The Joker. Yeah, yeah. 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 Wicked. It's obviously not a human being. Yeah. No. No. That's pretty cool. But not a human being. We one recording we got. We tried an experiment. I don't have the recording with me. It was somebody else leading the investigation. And uh, well, I'll I'll give her name. Her name is the homeowner. uh, The the wife. Her name is Tina. Mm -hmm. And there's no one living there. Wow. And, uh, we did an overnight investigation, and Dawn was the uh, head of the team, and I was called in to be a demonologist. And I said, asking the you know, children in, in the couple around the house to be asking to Mrs. Tina were in the following. Oh. And, um, she said, do you like Tina? Do you want Tina home? So I'm listening to almost 90 minutes of audio recording. I probably won't get anything. And then you would hear Dawn say, it's responsive. Dawn says, you like Tina? You want Tina home? Then you hear the sibilant voice. Oh, here's the volume. What is and it said, imagine it's playing this for the homeowners. Right. It says, oh, yeah, I'd like to boil Tina. Oh, my God. Oh, if you could have been there to see that, being paranormal yourself, to see Tina's face when he plays it for her. Oh, wow. She was, she was also excited about it because now, you know, other people know we're not crazy. <laughs> there was a male and a female spirit there, and uh, they would be wow. recorded, sometimes seen, blitz. I actually saw it. Wow. I saw it at the corner of the aisle, uh, the corridor, and uh, I just happened to look over. We were seated at the long kitchen table. I happened to look over, and there is this man. Staring at me. Wow. Uh, it was just a floating head, so I thought it was so solid looking. It looked like a man in a black turtleneck. Wow. Glaring at me, though, looking at me very intently. And instant later, it was gone. It didn't fade away, it was just suddenly gone. Wow. Uh, human looking ghost. And that, that was the man. And uh, Laura <laughs> was a member of our team, and she kept exotic birds. Uh, Tina had two lovebirds. You remember the moment? Two, two yeah. lovebirds, and she was not keeping them well. Cage was dirty, so Laura was cleaning the cage for her. And uh, I remember Laura saying, "How you doing, baby?" It looked like he was puffing into their colorful and his lovebirds. And I played back the clip. We were always recording there. Right. I played back the audio recording. And hear Laura say, "How you doing, baby?" And a woman's voice is dying. <sighs> Here at the time, but in the recording. In prison in the recording. Dying. Wow. Oh my God. That's in less than two weeks, both of those birds died. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh. The poor bird. 
Yeah. Wow. And yet that was never resolved. Never knew how it started. They had a strange history. Uh, the lady of the house, she's from, she and her sister came from the Azores of Portugal Island. Uh-huh. And uh, they had in their possession 10 Ouija boards. Oh. Three of them they burned, seven of them were lost. So they were always experimenting. And then he came from a culture where he believed it. Now, I bet you it definitely wasn't they the milk exactly kind. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. No. Wow. Because I was, when I was in Portugal, I saw a lot of homemade, like, Ouija boards. I, at the time, I even made one myself at the time. Um, and... It's pretty crazy, but they, it was never good things that came out of those Ouija boards. No. And it, part of it was the reason because it was the darker, you know, the dark witches, the darker people actually making them. And, like, yeah. you know. And they them with the spirit. Traditionally, every Ouija board or spirit board has its own spirit. Yes, yes. And it was never good. Every one that I've ever run is never was good. Never good. Uh, wow, that's a lot. That's a lot. I wonder if she was the one making them for the islands. <laughs> wow, she had so many, oh, maybe. Family. Yeah, she could have been. Yeah. That's one of those things that you you made hush-hush behind closed doors, you know, oh, in yeah. the dark, at the night, and you just wouldn't just hand somebody something that, like, over. You wouldn't, you I know. remember my, I think it was my second time over there. I was sitting in the chair, <laughs> the open chair, and uh, I was just sitting there, and my chair with me in it moved back against the wall. I'm in the chair and it's being pulled back because nobody's supposed to pull it. Mm, wow. And this is one of those rare situations where we would go in there and usually, you know, in paranormal investigation, you, you say, oh, all hell broke loose after you guys left. Things were moving around. Right. Yeah, my, my rosary, my crucifix was pulled off before you got here. Things were happening while we were there. Crockery flying around the room. Wow. And yet I only have a dearth of evidence from that. Yeah. Audio recording, and that wonderful picture you saw. Yeah, yeah. And with somebody picture. else's investigation, she's not willing to share it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there's some dark stuff in those islands. There's some dark yeah. stuff. There really is. Because and it's a culture that embraces the belief. Yes. The spirit influencing us, influencing yeah. us every day. Mm-hmm. Plus, there's this couple. They had uh, uh, seven children. Mm. Of all different ages. Pretty standard for that. <laughs> Pretty standard. Yeah. <laughs> Is there not much TV out there? There's no TV okay, out there. Okay, that's why. Were, he was from Guatemala. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And they would quarrel. They would always have arguments, and then they'd have their makeup into the scene. They had nothing better to do. There was, when they finally did get television, there was one channel. <laughs> <laughs> there was one channel. And you know what was on the channel that everybody loved? It was it didn't even exist anymore here in the states. Was Murder She Wrote? Angela <laughs> Lansbury. <laughs> well, that says a lot. Yes. Oh my word, Murder She Wrote. That's what it was. And everybody was like, Oh, Jessica Fletcher. Oh, the Fletcher. Everything in and it was dubbed. It was um in English, but the words were all in Portuguese. And they would be glued to the television, <laughs> and the show was on. It was what is it? Would you just say? I didn't. Say. Oh, I thought I just heard something say. It was pretty yeah, crazy, maybe, though. Maybe an audible voice phenomenon coming in now. Maybe it could be. I wouldn't be the first time. That's for sure. Not but, on this show. But I mean, I know that like the island did some bad, bad stuff that you can you go down a really dark path over there. Um, my my own background is um, my parents were a Romeo and Juliet story. 
My mother's side was the white witch. My grandmother's side on my father's side is the bad side, the bad witch. So I come from light and dark. So both sides of witchcraft from the island. Yeah, so I Michelle's bihexual. Yeah, I'm totally bihexual. That's true, Alanya, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm, I, I've experienced quite a few crazy things, and um, I was sent, I went back to live in Portugal when I was 12, so I lived there for a number of years before I came back to this country, but as I was there, that's what I was learning was more and more and more about it. Because there was only so much my grandmother could teach me here. So we went back there. I went back there with my grandmother, who was the last village witch from that village where my mother is from. My grandmother was the dark witch from my father's village. She was already here in this country at the time. But I went there, and I trust me, I learned some crazy, crazy things and learned how to do a lot of stuff. I learned how to work with my ancestors, both sides. I learned blood magic. I learned you name it. Curses, the whole, the whole nine yards. So told you she was bihexual. Yeah, totally bihexual, guys. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm out of the closet, out of the broom closet. I'm bihexual, guys. <laughs> I'll hex you white or dark. <laughs> Your choice. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We got nine uh, minutes well, left. I wow. have uh, Recently. This release and I have uh, a spirit board as, as an experiment because they don't they don't intimidate me they don't speak me. Yeah. We got some we got some interesting results. Did we not in the house adjacent on this property adjacent to this we are in our studio here is the Johnson Historical Society headquarters. Yeah. Oh. Barn. And next door is the 
I remember that, yeah. That's and amazing. You tell the story and I, I was in the house at the time. You know, we were showing the house and as a member of the Johnson Historical Society. And I said, somebody please get a leak over here. There's something she'll want to hear. Uh-huh. And same entity. She saw it. How rare is that? And but it happened. He did talk, like I said, a few weeks ago about the new decimal system that another man by Tommy's library. And there was a woman who said, oh, I, not, I think I just mentioned that. I was with the Johnson Historical Society. And she said, oh, that's something fun. She said, my mom used to care for a woman who lived there. And I only got three feeling in that house. Is this one? Oh, I'm trying to think so. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Could very well be, you know. Could very well be. It's, it's you know, it, being with, I tell you, even to this day, my aunts who know very well what I do, and, and they they know I do cards and everything, and I still will get an aunt will go, Michelle, can you come do my cards? But, but nobody knows. Come on the lunchtime when everybody's at work, <laughs> so nobody comes and knows that she's. They still, they expect it to be on the download. They expect it yeah. to be hidden yeah. still, yeah. you know. And this is my own family, which I come, you know, I'll do a reading with any hospital people. It doesn't matter. But it still has to be very, like, for them, they still expect it to be very secretive and very, like, dark and, and occulty. And they, like, it, it's, it's still, to this day, it still has that original stigma. But they grew yeah. up with that kind of thing. Yeah. They grew up with that kind of thing, you know? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we got about four minutes left to the show. So four minutes? <laughs> if you guys would like to give your information about Please. how people could get a hold of you, that would be great. Tell us all of it. Dual Dominology, Paranormal, Paranormal, you name it, everything. You both well, guys. Up. Okay. We're going to Rochester, New York. I'm going there with my friend and colleague, James Benito, and we are going to, uh, we are the, the personalities there. <laughs> and uh, we're going to be answering, we have definite topics, and we're going to lecture one topic to another to another. Uh-huh. And, uh, and we are going, as, yeah, at least cannot be with us, but we are going as Joe Damonology. One topic will be the uh, origins and reality of demons. Awesome. And then we can segue into uh next one will be shadow persons. You've heard of the shadow person phenomenon. Yeah. Yep. If you want to get in touch with them, their email is duo demonology. Demonology is The old King James version. You want to spell it? You want D-A-E-M-O-N-O-L-O-G-I-T at gmail.com. Oh, nice. Yes, you did. You did that very clear. Yeah, there's always the ubiquitous Facebook to fall back on. And yeah. for both of us, it's Panorama Paranormal. Again, this is at cops.com. Okay. okay. All right. Cops.net. Right. I'm sorry. Cops.net. No, cops.net. Or, again, on Facebook, Panorama Paranormal. Okay. All right. So yeah, you can find us. Just look it up. You know, refreshing this. The Carl Johnson, Carl L. Johnson fan page on Facebook. Carl Leonard Johnson. Your mom would be upset. I do remember. Your mom would be upset if you didn't throw the Leonard in there. That's right. Carl L. Johnson. That's right. That's right. After this, you sure, sure would be. Word, I see you on this. No, oh, that's fantastic, though, guys. So you guys, we're going to have to have you guys on again soon. You guys are so much. Like a month again, you know, or whatever yeah. you want to do the next month. Yeah, just contact Michelle. I don't do that part anymore. She yeah. does. I just, 
do all the tech work and the crystal stuff. So <laughs> she does the booking now. Well, That's her job. Yeah, you're a terrific team. We do. We work. We have like you guys. We are partners in crime. Yeah, yep. you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you, of course, are welcome to come back to Slater Mill and to talk at Rhode Island. As soon as we can, that's a definite. We're gonna go, and we're gonna go find some Bigfoot. Yeah, I still. I bet that little boy. Yeah, but that little boy is Slater Mill still. On uh, Friday, March Friday the thirteenth is going to be a uh, paranormal investigation started. Yeah. Oh, we've been to a couple of those Friday the 13th investigations. Those are awesome. That's the one we went to. We yeah, I'm always in that. There's no reporters in your cameras. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. But it's always a lot of fun. We're gonna, as soon as we can get up there, we're definitely going to get up there. And nothing stays. It's all legit. If you don't know if anything's going to happen, what's going to happen? Something else is done. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, every time we've been there, there's always been fun things going on all the time, all the time, oh. and always different, always different. Yeah. Too. That's one thing. Well, with me, it's that one little boy that keeps talking to me. Oh, but all right. Yeah, that little boy. He keeps trying to tell me something, but it's still it's still haunts her till right. today. Yeah, it drives me nuts. I like I want to go back and say, okay, what did you need? Yeah. All right, we yeah. got 90 seconds left. Oh my God. Uh, we're gonna seconds. see you guys on. Excuse me. <laughs> I'll be sending you guys. We're going to see you guys up. on Sunday. Yes. And I'm definitely going to go have some soup. all yep. over the place. Now my voice is cracking now. Sorry, guys. I'm allergic to dust. What are you going to do? I'm dusty, all right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we will see you here again. I want to thank uh, Kyle and Alona. Elise, sorry. Kyle and Elise, sorry. I don't have a brain today. It's all flawed out with dust. Panorama Paranormal. Yeah, and Paranormal Paranormal. What she said. And all kinds of fun things. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I'll be in touch with you guys, though, we're doing this again next month. (coughs) Mystery Guest Wednesday. Let's look at the third week. Thanks for tuning in to Awakening the Unknown with Susan Swanbeck and Michelle Sullivan here on the ATU Network. For more information on upcoming shows and appearances, be sure to follow us on Facebook and on the web at awakeningtheunknown.wixsite.com. Voiceover work done by Cody Ray Despian. Awesome. All right, I had to end that because we're not on the other thing anymore. So. Are they-